And hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive right here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock on a beautiful Friday afternoon here in East Tennessee. We are live today at National Law Rex, our Friday home of The Drive. Got some Jets pizza out here this afternoon. Still warm if you want to swing by and have a slice. We'd love to meet you this afternoon, 11-134 Kingston Pike, right next to Wendy's in Farragut. Getting ready for a big sports weekend when we reconvene on Monday. We'll have our Super Bowl matchup and tomorrow night at Thompson Bowling Assembly Center and Arena. A big one as the 10th ranked Texas Longhorns are in town and the basketball vaults with a chance for a major win to pick things up here in early in the season. Very good afternoon. How are you, sir? Doing pretty good, Russ. A little bit hectic here at Fan Run, but we're off and running, my man. Looking forward well, to this. Well, it is uh, a day that ends in Y. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, things just don't work around here, and then suddenly they do work. So, Well, glad everything's working now. Uh, before we get started, important two-year anniversary today, Bear. Are you aware of what happened two years ago on January 27th? Uh, yeah, I got, uh, I got diagnosed with stage three lung cancer. I was thinking of something that was a good thing. <laughs> oh, well, it's got, I mean, I survived. I made it. No, I have no idea other than that. What, what was two years ago today? When Joshua Heupel is hired as Tennessee's head football coach. Get out of here. Was he really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Are, are you sure you've been missing the other date by a year or something? No, it was two years ago. It was Jan- I've had to give that date because that was my last working day for uh, for my other job. I have to get. I've, I've had to. I've had to give that date so many times. Like my well, diagnosis date on forms and stuff, like January twenty seventh, twenty twenty one, January twenty. Well, there, there, there is no doubt that the uh, hypo hire was a uh, was a good one. I, I actually sorry went, about I saw that. The Go Vols two four seven. Um, Twitter account tweeted out that they read Patrick Brown retweeted the Go Vols 247 uh, account tweet announcing the hire. And you got to go back and look at some of the responses, man. <laughs> some freezing cold takes in there, to say the least. Oh, yeah. Colder than ZR's from July when he wanted Hypo fired. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah, it, well, it, you know, I mean, I, I guess ZR's was colder because he had something to go on. We had nothing to go on, and people were just panning it. There were a couple of people that were kind of circle the wagons types. It's like, oh, come on, he's our coach. We got to give him a chance kind of things. But there was also a lot of, oh, man, Danny White, you screwed up. Took you two weeks to hire the guy that came with you from Central Florida. What are we doing? Uh, it's never going to be good again. Yeah, it was... There's some interesting responses, to be sure. But yeah, two years later, two years later, things very different than when Josh Heupel arrived in 2021 after Jeremy Pruitt was unceremoniously jettisoned from the football program. Quick word this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I want to get into this Lady Vols 
fiasco last night at the arena. But first, lots of talk in the news lately about nitric oxide, a naturally occurring chemical in the body that promotes blood flow and healthy energy. Uh, that uh, it's a natural occurring chemical that decreases in our bodies as we age in both men and women. And you can purchase over-the-counter nitric oxide supplements right here at National Rx. That's right. You don't even need a prescription. And you can come in and take a free saliva test if you're feeling a little bit sluggish, if your uh, libido has decreased as you've gotten older. You can come in here and take a free saliva test. I've done it before. You put the strip right under your tongue. It takes about 10 seconds. You'll get your results immediately. And if you're running low on the nitric oxide, naturally, you can get a sample pack of pills. You take them uh, two a day. And um, you get some test strips in there so you can gauge your progress. And you're going to be amazed at the increase in energy that you feel after three or four days of taking these things, the increased mental acuity, and yes, the increased libido in both men and women. Again, so ladies, come on down and sample this exciting new product over the counter. Again, nitric oxide supplements available now here at National Law Rex. Let them know you heard us talking about it right here on Fan Run Radio. Beautiful West Knoxville, Kingston Pike and Farragut. You know where it is. You can swing by. Tomorrow, they're open Saturday, I think, until about 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Check out nationalrx.com for exact hours and details. Well, the stage was set last night. Major opportunity for the Lady Vol program, a program that hasn't been to a Final Four in 15 years. That used to be the baseline. The standards for Tennessee Lady Vols basketball was higher than uh, Kentucky basketball. It was higher than Duke basketball. It was It was Final Four or bust. We cut Pat some slack when she didn't win a national championship, but that was the standard here for years and years and years. Now, obviously, Pat is gone. It's a, it's a tragedy, and um, the program had to carry on, and, and we, we tried Holly Warlick for seven years, and there was an obvious backsliding of the program. Enter Kelly Jolly Harper. This is her fourth year now, and from my vantage point, Things haven't improved all that much. It's kind of kind of been the same thing for, for four years now. And I'm watching that game last night. I'm excited about it. Okay, UConn comes out and throws a haymaker. Tennessee did not look ready to play for whatever reason. A lot of blow-bys, a lot of easy layups. At one point, I think UConn was on pace to score about 120 points early last night. But Tennessee fought back. They buckled down and made a game of it. And early in the third quarter, it looked like the Lady Vols were about to rise to the occasion. Keep in mind, this is a UConn team playing without its best player. Uh, They're banged up. They're beaten. They're battered. They're bruised. Tennessee is more or less full strength. We are missing Tamari Key, uh, and that is that is an important loss. But you've got a player of the year candidate in Jordan Horston. You've got the um, uh, Rakia Jackson. It's a great player. Hollingshed, the transfer from Georgia. This is a very talented Tennessee roster. This is one of the more talented rosters Tennessee's had lately. Talent is not an excuse. From my vantage point, I saw a Tennessee team that was just outclassed at every turn. UConn was just better at every aspect of the game. And Bear, here's the thing. 
UConn is what the Lady Vols used to be. Mm -hmm. Dominant in that sport. I know this is nothing new. It's been happening for a while. Again, this is, um, you know, 11 years of kind of, I won't say lost in the wilderness. It's just, as Phil would say, upper level mediocrity. They're pretty good. You know, people, uh, you know, I, I, I just made the observation that the program has, has obviously lost its way post Pat. And I think most people agreed, but some people not so much. And, you know, there's excuse making. Well, you know, uh, the Tamari keys injured. Ah, they just need one more player. Oh, they just need time. Oh, they just need some people to hit some shots. All oh, the refs were against us. All, you know, all this stuff that happens. And I, you know, I just don't see it. I, I can tell you what uh, what jumped out at me, and and you were just talking about the excuses. I I, I can tell you one thing they need. You know, turn it around. Uh, play defense. That was that jumped out at me immediately, and I I'm not comparing. And it, it's not fair. It's apples and oranges between uh, the men and women's teams, but it it made me really appreciate uh, how intense uh, on the men those guys play defense and then it, it just really stood out to me i was like wow we just well they don't <sighs> you, you you can't compare the women's game to the men's game it's it's almost two uh different sports compare it to pat's defense well that's what i'm yeah. saying i i think you can on this because you what you can compare is is effort and in in tenacity and, and, and aggression on defense and it, it just we didn't seem to play very good. I mean, it was horrible defense. I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not bashing them or anything. I, I think we're closer to UConn than we have been. Uh, and I, 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 I well, I, I mean, I hate to I'm I'm trying to be I'm, I'm trying no, to be fine. nice about and it. And that's say, part you know, of are it. Are you calling for Kelly Harper's head? No, that I, I'm not. But I'm just asking. You know what? Uh, again, I've been asking it all week. When are the Lady Vols going to be the Lady Vols again? And to me, I, I don't know if she can answer that question. Again, it, it's year four. Now, their next game is at LSU Monday night. They're playing against, uh, you know, Kim Mulkey is there from Baylor now. Very charismatic coach in the women's game. It's her second year down there. And she's taken that program that had fallen off. I believe they're uh, top five in the country. They're undefeated, haven't lost yet. Um, it hasn't taken her five years to build a program. And maybe that's unfair to, uh, you know, compare uh, Kelly Harper and hold her to that same standard that a national championship winning coach has down there. But again, I thought we were the Tennessee Lady Vols. I thought this was the school that invented women's basketball. If we're not holding it to the highest standard, then how can we ever expect to be back at that standard? I mean, you can't, and this is a problem. It, it, it's not just in. I'll end it with this. We need to get to break, um, but this is the kind of problem you run into a little bit. I feel like because I'm sitting here trying to soften my takes on it. Where if the head coach wasn't a Tennessee person and a former player, beloved former player during the glory years, we'd be going a lot harder. And this is the uh, kind I, of the I, trap I, you can fall into. You know, everybody always I mean, wanting tea and this and that. I'm like, man, it makes it hard if you got to start asking hard questions, Russ. 
Yeah, it does, but I don't feel like I'm softening anything, man. I mean, this is, it's frustrating. I tune in there expecting a moment, expecting a coronation, a get over the hump, hump moment. Everything was teed up for you yesterday, and Tennessee fell flat. I mean, UConn won that game decisively. I know Tennessee fought back, and it was a close game in the third quarter. I know they had some bad calls go against them, but UConn was just better in every facet, and it wasn't particularly close. So, I've got, look, I, I know we got to get a timeout here. We're going to get Trey Wallace in from OutKick here in just a second. And uh, Cedric Golden, by the way, of the Austin American Statesman is going to join in hour number two to preview Tennessee and Texas tomorrow. But I've got some thoughts on on how I think the women's program should proceed and what, what sort of the plan should be going forward. Because, I mean, the, the goal should be to be number one again and to win national championships. I mean, that is... It should be as high as you can possibly put it. And I just see a program that's falling woefully short of that high standard right now. So we'll get back to that quick timeout live today. National Law Rex in West Knoxville. Trey Wallace of OutKick set to join the festivities. We'll get his take on the big money week for Josh Heupel and Banner Dan when we continue next right here on Fan Run Radio. Welcome back. The drive continues. Fan Run Radio live this afternoon. National RX in West Knoxville getting ready for a big sports weekend. Let's get things kicked off with Trey Wallace of OutKick on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. What's up, Trey? Hey, boys. How y'all doing? Hey, man. uh, Doing very well. It was break out the checkbook and get paid week on Rocky Top this week. Did you get one of those big raises and extensions over at OutKick as well? No, I didn't get the big check that I can go to the bank and cash the big check yet. So, unfortunately, that stinks. No. Hmm. And I didn't get overpaid or double paid like Brian Kelly either. So, <laughs> just kind of just kind of a crappy week as, as I head down 65 and about to approach the Dolly Parton Bridge. If So, Brian Kelly, for, we haven't talked about this story yet on the show yet. So, he was paid, what, like a million dollars over what he was supposed to be paid this past year? He was paid, yeah, right over a million dollars, and it was all supplemental pay. So, like, in their contracts, you know, like Josh Heifel will have supplemental pay each month for media appearances or from Nike or from what, whatever. And Brian Kelly, well, he was getting double pay from early summer, and they didn't notice it until this past November uh, when they did an audit. So the LSU accounting department didn't figure it out. I mean, it's not like like I had this conversation with somebody that kind of makes sense. It's not like Brian Kelly is going to pick up a check every two weeks. You know, he's not. He's probably not checking his bank account every morning like some of sure. us do when we get up. You know, but like for him, he was getting double pay for for you know for seven months. So you know, I guess his accountant just wasn't doing his job or checking the numbers, but. uh he has set up a payment schedule to repay the, the, the money that was brought in. Why don't they just take it out of his future checks? Well, I think that's what they're doing. It's like a repayment schedule. Like they're going to oh. deduct the money from his future checks. This is it's uh, not like he took yeah. out a payday loan or anything. This is not a world I live in. So I, I don't know what, I don't, what, what would you do, um, Trey, if, if you found out Clay was overpaying you? consistently would you let him know or would you just kind of let the 
<laughs> problem work itself out. See what happens. Uh, do we wait <laughs> till after Christmas and then let them know? I mean, set up a payment know, plan. Man. Right, set up a payment plan. Give it back. So I don't know. It's just, that's a wild story, but that's over a million dollars. You think about that. I mean, that's a a nice chunk of money, so uh, good for him. I'm sure his holidays are a little bit heftier than normal. That had to be an awkward conversation for, like, whoever's fault it was <laughs> in LSU's accounting department. And when they figured it out, like, well, see what happened was, oh, boy. <laughs> like office space. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said on Twitter. It, it was the same um, Milton, he, he had gotten fired, but he was still drawing a paycheck, so he kept showing up. Yeah. I was telling you, man, what a what a wild week. Just all the other stuff going on. And Josh Heifel and, and Danny White getting their, their contract extensions. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a statement. You know, Russ and Bear, like when you, as a university, you know, when you make your head coach a $9 million man and, and you join a specific club, you know, where he's just behind, you know, Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, Kirby, uh, a couple others, like Brian Kelly. You know, but but now you have to. The biggest thing now, Russ, is like you got to back it up. Like you got the money, now you can't pull a Mel Tucker. You know, Mel Tucker did good that first year. All of a sudden, they're like, oh well, wait a minute, we need to give you nine million dollars. And then he comes out, and in this past year, he you know, they crapped the bed. So you know, you got to be able to back it up. Um, I think he'll be able to do that. I think like nine wins next year is something reasonable for Tennessee if they can get good quarterback play. Um, but I think it makes a statement. You know, you're you're making a statement to the college football world that we think our school and our football program is going in the right direction. And, and we want to make sure that our coach is one of the top paid coaches in the country. So, you know, I'll – I don't blame him. I mean, I mean, wouldn't you agree? Like him making the same money as Lane Kiffin, like that seems reasonable after this year, right? Well, and I bet the athletics directors, like the Mel Tucker guy and and um, and the Texas A&M folks, are probably kicking themselves because the one thing I like that Tennessee did with Heupel's contract is it's only six years, right? I mean, that that's right. plenty long. And it, the buyout is still ginormous, like if they ever wanted to fire him. But there's a big difference. But that, man, that's four years. Tucker and, and Fisher got 10-year deals, if my memory serves me correct, which, yeah. I mean, at nine, $10 million, that's like an extra you know, 40 to $50 million that you would have to pay these guys if you're going to fire them. And I don't know that Tennessee that could fire Heupel even if they wanted to, but that's a lot. You know, that's a, that's a big chunk of money that they're ahead of. Texas A&M and Miss well, Michigan State. You gave yourself you gave yourself wiggle room too. I mean, you the length of the contract. Okay, let's just you know, we, I, don't, I hate to even put this out there, but okay, what if Heifel stinks it up the next three years? Whatever, you're you're going to be able to afford that buyout in three years. You know what I mean? Because you know the way that they've got it set up. So I mean, I, I credit you know whoever the lawyers are over the campus for, for doing this. You know, contract, and then Danny White and Donnie Plowman approving it, and then on the backside of that, you got Danny White, who I think has done a a fantastic job as athletic director. When you give him some time, you, you know, Tennessee fans have given him time and and let him come in, try to work things out, figure things out on his own, 
and and now you know he gets a pay raise, and it's it's stuff that he's done, man. You look what he's doing with Neyland. Uh, you look what he's doing with Thompson Bowling Arena. You know, I know everybody saw the pictures today. They're going to put a third porch at the baseball field, but they're also the renovations that are going on over there. Um, I, I and you, and you've got winning programs like that. That's the biggest thing. You got a top five program, top six program in football. You got a top five program in basketball, top five program in baseball, uh, track and field, swimming. They're all doing well. You know, the the only outlier right now is is. This is Kelly Harper and the women's basketball team. So Danny White, you got to credit him as an athletic director for what he's doing. No, absolutely. And as many people have pointed out on our show, you know, just above and beyond the winning, there's no embarrassing leaks coming out of the university. No, you know, the the palace intrigue that was characterized, you know, characterized the former era and the Dave Hart era. It's just like the only stuff you hear behind the scenes is good stuff, which yeah, I mean, I mean that that's, that's is a just good icing point. on the cake, I mean, right? Right. I mean, I think that's a really good point. I mean, yes, there's probably some not so pleasant conversations that are happening over there about certain situations, but it's not like they're being broadcast to everybody. You know, they're they're taking care of it in house, which is I think is the you know the smart way to handle it. You don't have people trying to backstab each other. You don't have people trying to go over Danny White's head. You know, there's a clear line, you know, of, of president, chancellor, AD, head coach. You know, they're they're working through all that. And I, I think that's a smart thing with Tennessee. And it brings some peace to a university in an athletic department that hasn't had peace in, in, in the last, what, 10 years, 11 years. There's always been something going on. Like, you know, so th- this is a good off season for Tennessee football and basketball, keep things going with them and you'll have baseball starting up and it, it just, it could be profitable for the university. And I think that, you know, you got to take care of your, your AD, take care of your head coach. And now they'll take care of the assistant coaches. And that'll probably be done. I would imagine in the next month or so. And then the only thing Tennessee's waiting on now uh, is the NCAA response. So, you know, uh, you know, cross your fingers, but it seems like everything's going swimmingly well at Tennessee right now. It really is. As we visit with Trey Wallace of OutKick this afternoon on your Big Orange Phillies phone lines, and Trey, I'd be interested to get your take on this situation with the basketball team where you've got a top-five program, uh, number one seed in, in all the bracketologies now, or at least Lunardi has Tennessee as a one seed. Number two in the net, uh, best defensive team in the history of the Kim Palm rankings, all the stuff that, that you see. And yet there is a very vocal uh, portion of uh, the fan base that's, you know, they're, they're hardcore fans. They've been following it for a long time, and they desperately want to go to a Final Four and perhaps beyond. And it just seems like a lot of those folks are, I don't want to say they're disgruntled, but you, you just get the sense that they don't believe in this team yeah. as far as them making any sort of meaningful postseason run. I'll be honest with you. Like, guys, like, I, I listen to y'all on voluntary reactions all the time whenever y'all go live after basketball games and whatnot. And um, it kind of feels like that there's a lack I hate to put it this way, a lack of excitement. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but there's something missing 
when you're a top five basketball team right now, and I know you lost to Kentucky, but okay, you shot horribly, you missed layups, you just played bad. Um, this basketball team's good, and they've got a lot of depth, and I think they have playmakers on the court at the right positions, but there's still that trepidation from Tennessee fans, not all of them, I'm not trying to put everybody in the corner, but sure. there, there's a, a good margin of them that are scared to jump in the boat right now because what happened last year? Tennessee got on a massive roll, they go down to Tampa, win the SEC tournament, go to Indianapolis, win first-round game, then get beat right there in the second-round game, and you're like, well, darn it, okay. We, we won an SEC tournament. Okay, we haven't done that forever, but we still got bounced early in the NCAA tournament. So it's like, it's, it's like some folks are scared to enjoy it. Like, there's a difference. Okay, I'll, I'll give you an example real quick. Tennessee football. So when Tennessee football is number one in the country or they're top four in the playoff selections during that, you know, the run they had before Carolina and whatnot, like they're in Georgia – there was that excitement. There was because you felt like this team, that team was good enough to go be in the playoffs. Because I thought yeah. they were, right? You know, with this. So when you look at it right now with basketball, you question it because you're a Tennessee fan and you've been through the ringer so many times, you, you start questioning yourself. Okay, well, wait a minute. Am I getting excited for something that could turn out to be nothing in March? You know, so it's. It, you know, I, I don't I don't blame fans for having a little bit of trepidation, but I would say enjoy what you got right now. I mean, you got Alabama and you got Tennessee on a collision course right now for a huge matchup in college basketball. And if the Vols handle their business, you know, it could be a one seed or a very high two seed heading into March. So I just, you know, it, it's it's a back and forth situation, Russ, and I do get it in some instances. Good news, bad news, if you are a bracketologist, um, Lunardi, the latest, he does have Tennessee as a one seed. They're the one seed oh, wow. in the New York regional. I mean, that would be pretty cool playing in the Sweet 16 in Madison Square Garden, New York City. The only problem is you're playing in Greensboro. Your first, The first round pod is in Greensboro, and the 8-9 uh -oh. game is New Mexico, the nine seed, versus the eight seed, North Carolina. <laughs> God. So so you would be facing North Carolina in Greensboro in the second round. Which is where they usually go anyways. Like if North Carolina oh. is like any good most of the time, they'll end that's up in brutal. Greensboro. Because, what are you right, because they know they're going to attract the crowd. I mean, hell, that's like going to Rump. I mean, that's, you know, that's tough, man. Um so we can laugh I mean, because hey. there's so much basketball left to be played. That's probably not going to to happen, but that would be – I don't know, man. I'd almost rather be the two seed. Like, if Tennessee's good, though, like, at the end of the season, like, if they're – this is a top-five basketball program, I don't see them screwing Tennessee over and putting them in a Greensboro region with a team like North Carolina, but – They screwed us last year, Trey. Well, I, yeah, but they, I mean, you could say that, but I mean, the Michigan game, that was a game Tennessee should have won. 
like I, I get some of the frustration about being in Indianapolis and where they were seated and, and who they were going to play. But, I mean, you know, took care of business first game. Michigan just out-hustled them in the paint. I mean, I, so I don't know. I mean, I, don't put a passive committee to screw Tennessee over. I'm just saying we got a lot of basketball left to play, uh, you know, before him. No doubt, no doubt. North Carolina, by the way, in case you're wondering, I know people say, well, they're struggling. There's a reason they're an eight seed, but they've won six of their last seven, and their only loss was at 13th-ranked Virginia. So this is a team that was that, that had uh, Kansas beat in the national championship game last year, right yep. before they fell apart. Yeah, it's crazy, too. And isn't it, isn't it interesting to you guys how wacky the Southeastern Conference is this year? Like some of the teams, like you look at Arkansas, like they, they didn't, they didn't play not so swell. Uh, Florida and LSU were bad. South Carolina is horrible. Vanderbilt's just rough, you know, even though they got that win um, over Arkansas at, at, at home. Um, you know, it's just, there's, the SEC's not heavy this year when it comes to really good teams. Like I feel like there's like, like three, Good teams, and I feel like there's a lot of theocracy below that. So, you know, it's just, it, it'll be interesting to see how many teams get in the tournament. You know, I think Buzz Williams, if they keep it going, like I think they get in. Um, but I'm very curious to see what it looks like, you know, as we get towards Nashville and the SEC tournament and, um, you know, in postseason basketball. So, it, you know, we don't, we don't have that many games, regular season games left. I think there's only 11. So enjoy it while you got it. That's all I have to say. Yeah, it should be a big one tomorrow night at the arena. Cool. Good. Yeah, anything else, Trey? What's going on in your world, man? Where are you headed? I'm going down to Mobile, Alabama. I'm going to go cover the Senior Bowl. Um, going to get up with old Josh Eiffel on Tuesday, chat up with Byron Young, Darnell Wright, Hidden Hooker will be down here, uh, cover a good amount of players. Henry Toa Toa, Aaron Gray, Wanya Morris will be here too. So, wow. Uh, Maybe try to get a story out of that. So um, Ghosts of Tennessee football passed. Right? Exactly. They're all going to be down here. So, yeah, I wish I was in Knoxville. Would, would love to, to be at the game tomorrow night, uh, especially with uh, old Cuz coming into town to hang out with Rick Barnes tomorrow all day. Oh, and, nice. All right. Bubba's going to be yeah, here? Yeah, Bubba will be there tomorrow. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so it should be fun. I hope hey. everybody enjoys the game tomorrow. Hey, I, I, I got one for you before we go. I, I'm looking at the okay. Bama message boards. They are convinced that oh, they're going to hire Jeremy Pruitt for deep. Uh, people talked about this to me before, and I just sort of laughed it off. It's like, yeah, he's unhirable, right? Because he's going to get a show cause and all that. But apparently, like, the Bama people, including some of their reporters, think that that could actually happen. I think they've been smoking too much grass, to be honest with you. I mean, I had a reporter reach out to me three days ago, and this is an Alabama reporter, asking me, do I think Jeremy Pruitt is going to be able to coach next year? And I was like, well, if Nick Saban can present one heck of a case, and I'm talking my cousin Vinny type case <laughs> to the NCAA, if he can present that and have a reason why Jeremy Pruitt should be a coach, then maybe, but it ain't happening. Now, there was there was some outlet, and I'm not going to name them because I don't like doing that, but there was some outlet that posted on Twitter yesterday because Jeremy Pruitt bought a pickup truck 
in his hometown that. of Fort Payne in Rainsville that all of a sudden, oh, that's a sign he's going to be the D.C. at Alabama. So I don't know what's going on here in my home state, um, but uh, they need to lay off the grass is what I have to say. Hey, Casey must have not put all their money into those McDonald's bags. If he, he doesn't have any buyout and he's still able to buy a nice new truck like that, he must be doing okay. Look, Either that the or only he's, thing, his, the only, his, the only his poker thing he's career is really up, taking off. The only thing he's picking up in the next three months is a show cause. Okay, he can go get him a Ford F one fifty, and that's fine. But I think the show cause is what's coming his way. But good for him. He got a new pickup truck. I'm sure Casey enjoys it. I'm sure, the family enjoys it. And I mean, God bless Jeremy Pruitt. He's he's got his poker career. I'll tell you what. I can't believe I'm saying this, but if you ever watched him on his deal he did all fall with Griff. He was always really complimentary of Hypel in Tennessee, and he was actually pretty funny on it. I mean, it's just he I mean, is a good. The crazy part is, there, he's a good dude, and he's a really good coach. Just a horrible head coach. Like he's one of the best defensive minds in the country. Period. He would be a great defensive coordinator at Alabama. And he would probably have that defense ranked in the top five if not number one or number two in the country. But you got a problem. He cheated. His whole time at Tennessee, he cheated along with Niedermeyer and other members of that staff, and they're going to have to pay the piper here soon. And I just don't feel like the NCAA is going to allow him to just come back and, 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 and not serve some type of penalty just because you went off to the NFL. So, you know, good luck. I don't. I don't think it's going to happen either, Trey. But you got to admit, it would be one hell of a storyline to see uh, Josh Heupel take his offense down there next year, and uh, going up against Pruitt and Saban's defense. I'm not going to lie. Like story-wise, I would love for Jeremy Pruitt to get the Bama DC job in the next two weeks. Like that would be great. I could write for days on that. Um, I just don't know what kind of case Nick Saban could make to have him on the staff. I mean, if he wants to be a volunteer coach, I don't know if they can hold that against him or whatever. But, I, guys, I mean, we've, we've seen it with this NCAA stuff. I mean, it's coming. And they're going to be, you know, there's going to be penalties for the, the people involved. So, you know, how long that is, I don't know. But I would have to imagine, looking around the country at other schools and past instances, that Jeremy Pruitt's going to be on the sidelines for at least another two years, I would think. So, We'll see. Maybe the NCAA comes out and says, hey, man, you've been punished enough by being embarrassed and you're good. Go coach wherever you want to coach. But um, I don't see that happening. And if he was going to be a D.C. at Alabama, I'd probably say he'd have got a deal at the Nick Saban dealership and not somewhere in Fort Payne, Alabama. Oh, man, I, I just want a video recording of the negotiations there, the, the salesman and, and Pruitt. <laughs> coach, what do I got to do to put you in a new F-150? Well, hold on a minute. Let me uh, let me call Brian Niedermeyer and get him to bring some pass. <laughs> Trey, uh, got to run, my friend. Have yourself uh, safe travels and a great weekend. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. Love you boys. Have a good weekend. Yes, sir. Trey Wallace of Outkick on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Big Orange Phillies, the place to be this weekend. They'll have Tennessee basketball on tomorrow night, the Texas game. Great place to watch in all your NFL action Sunday at the conference championships games. Go see who's going to be in the Super Bowl 
this weekend at Big Orange Philly, 6625 Maynardville Pike in Halls. Check out their full menu online, bigorangephillies.com. We'll take a quick break. The drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Welcome back. The Drive continues. Fan Run Radio coming to you live this afternoon from National Law Rex in Farragut on a beautiful Friday afternoon here in East Tennessee. I was talking about the nitric oxide supplements a little bit early. Be sure to uh, ask about the Sildenafil special still going on. Just 50 cents a tablet. The active ingredient in Viagra available at huge discount prices here for our listeners. You mentioned Fan Run Radio, the Sildenafil special, just 50 cents a tablet. We're talking about a product that is sometimes, they sometimes get you for uh, three bucks a pill on this stuff when you order from some of these big online retailers. Keep your money local. Keep your business here in East Tennessee, locally owned and operated, veteran-owned and operated pharmacy here in West Knoxville, 11134 Kingston Pike. Find out more online at nationalrx.com, and you can call them down here, 865-392-1770. Again, tell them Fan Run sent you. Trey Wallace of OutKick. Bear, what did you learn? Um, the thing that interested me the most, and it's something I've been thinking about, you know, I guess probably since the Kentucky game is when the, all the talk, you know, on social media – and 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 shows about the fans and the seeming lack of excitement there is around town for a top four Lenardi mock you know seeding number one seed in the tournament and and I finally figured out how how I think how I feel how I think it is it feels like to me like Tennessee fans are convinced that they know the ending already to how this season's going to turn out. And I feel like Tennessee fans are convinced that it's probably going to be like a, a first weekend, you know, cup of coffee in the tournament, and then you go home. The problem is, is that, you know, the past is a past, something you're fond of saying. So it's we don't know how it's We're gonna due. end. We're due. Look at all the bad luck we've had in football recently, and, and now we've got good luck, and we've talked about how the fan base has earned it and everything. And I don't think we've had bad luck in basketball. We've been very good ever since Bruce got here. But as far as that tournament goes, the luck hasn't been very good. We're doing some good luck, man. Never thought we'd win the SEC basketball tournament. I, I mean, that was that was a bigger pipe dream than the NCAA tournament. We got that done last year. Let's get the NCAA tournament done this year. Let's hang a banner. Let's go to the Final Four. Let's do it. Exactly. I, I but that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm like, man, everybody acts like so they aren't even going to enjoy the regular season. And I, I don't know. It, it woke me up. I thought about it a lot last night, and then when Trey was talking, it, it finally all connected. Because I mean, that's what you keep. I keep seeing it. It's been bugging me. Well, don't let it bug you too much. I want to get Martin in here before the top of the hour has been hanging since before we got Trey on. Martin, you're on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. What's up, man? It's Russell. Martin. What have you heard on that visit to UCLA by the morning from Ole Miss? Well, uh, he's out there, he, obviously, in, in Los Angeles, talking about Davison Ebunison, the transfer cornerback from Ole Miss. 
and apparently he might have upcoming visits to Michigan and maybe Ohio State as well. So, I mean, this, this reeks of an NIL bidding war to me. Maybe I'm being too cynical there, but it just seems like he's trying to figure out what the, you know, where he can get the best deal, which is that's the transfer portal in 2023. It's what it is. Yes. And I listened to my lady Vaughn like that. And I'll tell you, Russell, I, I don't know what to think about him. I thought they had a chance to beat Connecticut. I did too, Martin. I did too. But, I mean, it was eye-opening. And Connecticut was just – they were just the better team. I mean, they were that's more physical. That's what Kelly Johnny Harper said last night. Yeah. I mean, it was it was obvious. They were, they were more physical. They were bigger. They were faster. They were stronger. They hit more shots. They just did everything better. It was really eye-opening how much – farther behind Tennessee's program is from them. And I know we played the toughest schedule in the country right now. But we should at least won three of those games. Tennessee has not won a game against a top 25 opponent in women's basketball this year. And we played about five. seven of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I went back and looked last night. I think they're 0-5 against ranked teams. So... I mean, it's they haven't. There's a reason Tennessee's not ranked. They haven't beaten anybody yet. They don't have much of a resume. I don't want to think about it, Russell. Oh, yeah, I mean, T two. I take the knock for New Sentinel. Mm-hmm. And they had two recruits that out for the Lady Vols this morning. And we well, got the number they... one. We got the number one player in the country. Uh huh. In the eighth grade. In the eighth grade. In the eighth grade, Finley. Uh, what do you think about there? We had a 13-year-old girl committed to women's basketball. Yes. <laughs> that's that's crazy. In the eighth grade, Finley. Well, uh, here, here's the thing. Here, in the 24 class, we got a I appreciate the phone call. Sorry to cut you short. But here's the thing about that eighth grader. If Tennessee doesn't figure a way to win something, conference championship, SEC tournament, make a Final Four, I don't think Kelly's going to be around to coach her in four years. So we can talk about that more when we continue. But stay with us. We got your top four at four coming up on many of these fan-run affiliates live today at National Rx. Hour number two of The Drive coming up. 